You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil Hello, and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. This week, we are reading Lord of the Rings, Turn of the King, and we decided to do Appendix A, Part 5, which is, um, the title in the book is, Here Follows a Part of the Tale of Aragorn and Arwen. And then next time, I think we're going to do the rest of Appendix A, or the rest of Appendix A that we care about. I think Fair. we're going to do the f- first part of Appendix A, like before this, yeah. and then we will do the second part of it after, separately. Which might seem stupid, but this is how we've done it. <laughs> so We just want to make sure that we cover the interesting parts with all of our enthusiasm, because some of this stuff is niche yeah and i'd rather do more shorter episodes that are split up yeah like it's like men first and then well i guess then we'll talk about uh rohan and maybe dwarves maybe dwarves afterward anyway well yeah (laughs) first we'll introduce ourselves though i'm caitlin and um it's basically summer here now which i despise and I'm upset about, but you know what? It's like five months till September, so I can hold out. Your uh, co-stars are very jealous. I'm I'm Rachel, and yeah, we went back to solid spring here, and I'm really sad about it. I wish it were summer and warm so I could be outside in the sun at all times. We skipped right over spring. We had winter until last week, and now it is summer. <laughs> And I'm Emmy, um, and this week I finally got my dice, which I backed on Kickstarter like two years ago um, from Dispel Dice. And then, of course, there was a pandemic delay and I didn't get them last year, but they have arrived and they're gorgeous. That makes sense because somebody else I follow on Twitter posted the same day that you did on Instagram about their Dispel Dice. And I was like, well, I guess they just sent out a bunch of dice on the same day because that's weird. But mm-hmm. it was a Kickstarter. That makes sense. It was a Kickstarter. They had to unload. I mean, there were tens of thousands of people who got these dice. Yeah. <laughs> and there was the, just a lot of drama around getting them made. Drama's the wrong word. I don't know. There were a lot of hoops. And then, you know, a number of people tripped over those hoops. So it took a long time. All right. Let's get into this. Emmy, do you want to do characters since the shitty short sh- summary is mine? <laughs> I mean, half the yeah. shitty short summary is mine. Yeah, but the other word is mine. 
it's trademarked. But I'm the one who, one who wrote that word. You did. I'm, I'm very sorry. proud of you. Okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> I was uh, upset with you that you didn't. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Go. <laughs> the characters we see, again, in this chapter are, of course, Aragorn, the dude who will be king, Arwen, an elf lady who is much too good for Aragorn, Gilrain, Aragorn's mom, Elrond, Arwen's dad, Arathorn, Aragorn's dad. Lots of A's going around in here. And it's a real it's a real family chapter. It is, but um the short version of that is um everything is sad because it's just all about how all those people die. Literally it or really metaphorically. Is. It really is. And also lots of doom. Doom. Just so everybody knows though, the actual written in our notes short summary is everything is sad, doom. So I'm glad Rachel interpreted yep. it. expanded on those four words but you know kept the essence it was a dramatic transition Mm -hmm. so we start our little story off with a bit of um lineage which doesn't particularly matter you just need to know that erethorn uh wanted to marry gilrain but she was quite a bit younger than him so their parents were like And then, but because they're all Dunedain, Numenorean types, one of them was like, no, I actually think this is a good plan because I think we're all going to be dead soon. So they should get married and have a kid <laughs> just to make sure. I love what it's so like. So practical. Her, yeah. her, dad, her dad was like, I foresee bad things happening to this uh, Arathorn dude. And her mom is like, yeah, which is why they need to bang quick. <laughs> Like, what terrible parentage when your parents <laughs> can vaguely see your future and they're like, oh, everything's going to be bad. She's got to get it on. Which is really like, mm, I don't know how to end that sentence. Not just not only like really pessimistic, but like, wow, way to see your daughter as a vessel. I love that it's wild that um, this chapter basically has two women marrying dudes, one of whom is like, they're like, ooh, this is weird because she's so much younger. And the other is, this is weird because she's so much older. And both of them are shitty to the woman. <laughs> surprise, surprise. What? Um. So then they get married. And I mean, to be fair, there's nothing in here that implies Gilrayan does not want to get married. But at the same time, it says that she is young and not at the age and not reached the age at which the women of the Dunedain were accustomed to marry. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean she was too young, because, again, the Dunedain are very long-lived. But, I, I but just, it is interesting. I just hope she wasn't too young. Like, I hope... Accustomed I hope to marrying. Tolkien wasn't picturing, yeah. like, a 16-year-old. Like, that would suck. Yeah. Like, maybe 2025, 20, you know? I'd be okay with that. Anywho, no, they get married, sure. I'm she with has you. a kid, Arathorn dies. Yeah, this is also wild because, I mean, I guess spoilers for ahead, but I was doing the math in terms of when she, like, dies, and it's like, she lives, like, a regular human lifespan. <laughs> um, You're right, I didn't even, I didn't do that math as a, like, contextually. Well, if you will recall, women in the Tolkienverse who, oh no, I guess, no, I take back what I was just going to say, sorry. I mean, she definitely dies the dramatic fading sadness death, but yeah, but still, you're like when you think you're like okay, if you were young when you married him, 
and then Aragorn is this age, you're like, you know, 90? <laughs> Oomph. Yeah. 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 So that hits different then. When Aragorn ends up living to be like in his 200s, doesn't he? Shoot, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, they count it and it's like eight score or something and then you have to do math. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, how many we'll times in my life have I Googled how long is the score? It's so <laughs> 20 many. years, right? Four, four score, score yep. and 20 years only... ago. No, four score and seven. Wow. <laughs> four score and four seven Four score years is ago. 20 the years score ago. score is the 20. <laughs> 210. 210. He died when he was 210. Yes. Thank four you. score and seven years ago. What? Our okay. forefathers. Can I, as an aside, that speech that you just gave, What? what the fuck is that? That would be the Gettysburg Address. What does that mean? It would be the it, fictional, non-legal freeing of slaves. Yes. I've just, I've heard it a lot, and I've we never known. We can get back to it another time, okay. but yeah, there's no reason why you should know. It would be what the was only it? reason. It was a PR moment yeah. in history. All that matters is it's the only reason any person in America may know what a score is. Yep. It's it's why yep. I know, because I looked it up one time, because I was like, how long ago was that? And then I was yeah. like, is that how young America is? And I was very confused, because I was like, <laughs> pretty sure that America was older than Canada. And anyways, adventures of like 10-year-old Caitlin. Um, <laughs> Wait, did they have the internet when you were 10 years old? Um, <laughs> like, it existed. I'm sorry. But I did not that have it. I did not have it within my house. Until I was 12. But also, you could look these things up pre-internet. And also, I just chose a fucking age, okay? I don't remember how old I was when my curiosity got the better of me. In terms of the Gettysburg Address. In terms of a score of years. My only contribution to this episode is so far I have laughed (laughs) quite a lot. Glad my Canadian ignorance is humorous. (laughs) To be fair, it's also my fault for just like getting way too into the idea of a score and just blurting out 20. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. All right. So they got married. Aragorn is born. Arathorn dies. Check. Shot through the eye with an arrow. Yikes. That happens. By an orc. Not just. Right. I'm just saying that's a surprise because I don't normally think of orcs as people who have good aim. Maybe it was that big orc from the Hobbit movie. <laughs> okay, you know what? That one orc no. just <laughs> going for everyone. Um. So then Aragorn now is the heir of Isildur since his dad is totally dead. And so him and his mom move into Rivendell to keep him safe. And for some reason, when this happened, Elrond confiscates all their good jewelry. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds about right. I guess it's like rent. I mean, I think as like, uh, we're keeping the secret of who you are from you. And so I need to take your significant jewels, too. Yes, obviously. I'm being an ass. Oh, And so this is when they start calling Aragorn Estelle, which means hope. And Can you imagine being like this kid who they like, Ooh. you know, they're keeping this secret from you, but they also give you a name that literally just means hope. Okay, but I mean, we we both know somebody named Hope. Hope is a common that's, name. I mean, that's fair, yes. but 
elves are pretty this significant is, in their naming. It's true. It's, it's true. pretty loaded, just given, you know. But as far as little Estelle knew, he was named by humans. So he's being gaslit into no. no I'm, I'm okay. Just saying he probably didn't feel the pressure. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways, and then Elrond basically was like a dad to him. And then when he was around, I don't. I assumed around twenty. It says when he was only twenty years of age. Oh, great! I didn't see that here. It just said <laughs> when he was growing. But sure, when he's around twenty, Elrond's like. Actually, we did a good job with him. We're going to tell him the truth. <laughs> yeah. Didn't turn out to be a bastard. Yeah. Here's the ring of Barry here. And I actually really like this line when Elrond is all, here's the ring of Barry here, the token of our kinship from afar, which I just love all the reminders that Aragorn and Arwen are technically related. She literally tells him that, but. Oomph. It's, but I mean, like, yeah. incredibly far apart. Yes. But also. Yeah. And then he also gives Aragorn the shards of Narsal, uh, but keeps the scepter of Anuminus, uh, because he's not king. And he's like, this is for the king. I don't know why Elrond gets it, because he's not king either. <laughs> but, you know, we know how that one turns out. So <laughs> It's true. It's and then, true and also during this conversation, he tells Aragorn that your name is Aragorn and... We can, I, I, I like picture him pulling out a map, but instead of of places, it's names. And it's like, this is a Sildur. This is you. Here, how it, here's how it connects. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> Given that that's the only way I could manage to keep this straight. Yeah. And he's got it up on like a screen and is basically giving a PowerPoint presentation, but like the elf version. <laughs> Anyways, so the day after, Aragorn's in a good mood because, hey, he's king. He's the secret king in hiding. All of his like childhood fantasies probably just came true, right? It's true. Uh, so he's walking mm. around singing, as one does in Rivendell. That seems pretty typical. When he and he's singing about Luthien and or Baron and Luthien. It seems weird to call him Luthien, Luthien and Baron. Yeah, it just doesn't sound it right does. in that order. It doesn't. But I gotta be honest. Way. She deserves to come first. Oh yeah, absolutely, oh, totally. Yeah, she's the one who did the work there, but. Yeah. I, it just, so Baron and Luthien just... rolls off the tongue in a way that Luthien yeah. and Baron does not. No, you're right. Anyway, so he's singing about them. And as we know from the movies, his favorite song, he sings it a lot. Um, when he sees this elf lady who looks like Luthien. And was walking around in the woods just like Luthien when Baron first saw her. Which, I know, I don't know, refer to one of our first episodes for that. Probably don't, actually. It was probably really bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was beautiful. And so in much the same way that Baron did, he yells, Tenuviel, Tenuviel, and chases her down. And then she's like, who are you? Why are you calling me my great-great-great-grandmother's name? I love the idea of <laughs> baby Aragorn being like, ah, yes, I have stepped into my favorite story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Aragorn's little fanfic daydream. Yeah. Self-insert uh, Baron and Luthien fanfic. It is for him, but for her, she's like, no, that was my great-grandma. Or great, I think it's too great. It's great-great-grandma. I, I feel like for her, it's like, it's like Dior, it's my whatever. Starman. Great-great. There's a star man. What's his name? My mind is blank. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Elrond's uh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
At the light of Elendil. Elendil. Thank you. There yes. we go. Thank you. Our most beloved star. <laughs> so, I was okay. about so, to say Athuvarez, and that's totally the wrong book. So Elendil's her dad, or her grandfather, and then I think, or great, great, great. It doesn't matter. It does a little bit because this entire chapter was like significantly about the family tree and we can't seem to nail it down. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking through my... my... It's like... Where's Baron and fucking Luthien? Dior and Nimloth. Oh, they're on that side. <laughs> Shit. I thought it was Arendelle's parent. I could have sworn. Okay. So I was wrong. Well, Elwing what? came from the Baron and Luthien side. My apologies, I remembered that incorrectly. So, where we are? Arwen. Father, grandmother, grandfather, great grandmother. Great great grandmother. So, the two greats. There we go. It's a lot of work for not much. But I feel like, okay, so, right, Aragorn's like writing self insert fanfic, Mm -hmm. and and Arwen is like, oh my God, I'm so tired of people calling me by my great great grandmother's name. Because exactly. like they've been doing that, right? Yeah. She's like, and why does everyone call me that? An auspicious start. And then, but for him, he's just like, but I thought you were her. And I was just singing about her. And then there you were. And you look so much like her and you walk like her. At least how I imagined she would walk and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, she's just like, well, a lot of people say that. And now I'm starting to think <laughs> that I'm going to suffer her fate. I feel like that's a fair concern. Yeah. She is like if everybody's calling her Luthien, she's gonna. She's been forced to spend a lot of time thinking about how this woman ended up. I mean, people might interpret this as her seeing Aragorn for the first time and being so overcome by his manly beauty that she's like, "Oh no, I'm fucked." But I like it the other way. Uh, now enough enough people have just called her Tenubial that she's like, "I've accepted it. I will be the same as her." <laughs> I think that's just funnier. <laughs> Um, anyway, so then she asks who this random dude is, and he's like, well, Estelle, I was called. You might have heard of me, because your dad raised me. Uh, but I'm actually Aragorn, a secret king. Does that make me hotter? (laughs) 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 And you can almost see him, like, standing up tall and... Puffing out his chest. And And then she kind of laughs at him, and I like it. And then she sort of says, oh, that means we're kind of family. Because I'm Elrond's daughter, and you know, his brother was your ancestor. Yeah, that's how I start all my first conversations <laughs> with men I want to date. <laughs> well, we're going to trace back different. the part where we're related and uh, lean into it. She, uh, Aragorn is just like, you're Elrond's daughter? How have I never seen you before? How have I never heard of you? Did they hide you? Wow. Apparently. And she's just like, no, I've just been off with my other grandma. You know. You know, Galadriel. Two sides of the family tree. And I guess I guess maybe if you're like an elf who's thousands of years old and you spend 20 years with family, that's the equivalent of, you know, going to stay with your grandparents for the summer. <laughs> yeah. So you're nobody. Not, yeah, so it's not, not that wrong. they were hiding her. They were just like, they just didn't bring her up because she'd be home soon, you know. Anyways, so it's been a while since she was in Rivendell, and now she's back. And then, oh, and that's when he realizes that she must be super old because she's been visiting, and doesn't, but, but doesn't look any older than him. And that's sort of when he notices the elven light in her eyes and the wisdom of many days. And he's kind of like, "Oh shit, there goes my chances with that." But oh well, because he's in love with her now. 
They had one conversation, which, to be fair, is more than Thingo and Melian, who just saw each other and stared at each other for years. You know? Before they... Yeah, there were some actual words, at least. Yeah, and that would be Arwen's great-great-great-grandparents. So, you know, she's moving up, you know? (laughs) Making progress. progress. Stronger standards. More hoops to jump through. Actual conversation has occurred. Yes. And I think, you know, it was a pretty good conversation. They chatted. They laughed a bit. Well, Arwen did. <laughs> Aragorn felt proud and then immediately had that stamped out of him. All right. So after that, Aragorn, despite recently having been very, very happy to find out that he was the secret king, he is now very depressed because he's in love with this elf lady who's never going to love him back. And so he just walks around all depressed and silent until his mom is like, Okay, we need to talk. My teenage son. I was saying, like, <laughs> you know, you've been just like holed up in your room playing yeah. like My Chemical Romance nonstop. Is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to wear black every day. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they talk and he confesses to her that he's in love with Arwen. And she's like, whoa, she is way too good for you. And he's like, I know, I know, but... She's like, it's never going to happen. That's how good she is. That's how too good she is. Like, I know. And then she's all, and we're here because Elrond is being kind to us. So you maybe don't want to upset him. And he's like, I know, I know. And he's just more <laughs> Like depressed. Elrond's going to like pull out a shotgun if he's <laughs> yeah, trying to date his exactly. daughter. His crossbow. More or less. So then Aragorn doesn't tell anybody else. But because he's basically, like, I mean, I know, I get that it says he's 20, but he's basically a teenager. We all know you're actually a teenager until you're 25. What? I'm yes. supposed to not be a teenager anymore? <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> you just completely threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much par for the course here. Yes, yes. Sorry. Um, so despite that, and but because he's still a teenager, he just... He wears it all on his face, I guess. It's real obvious. Yeah, so Elrond calls him in and is like, so, what's up? And Elrond's immediately like, did my mom tell you? And Elrond's like, no, it's just real obvious. <laughs> Dude, subtlety, thy name is not. Parts of this chapter were so good. Or parts of this part, <laughs> I don't know, not chapter. So Elrond is also like, she is too far above you. And no. And Aragorn's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, and then Aragorn is like, uh, you know, the doom that is laid on us. And Aragorn's all, what is that doom? And Aragorn says that so long as I abide here, she shall live with the youth of the Eldar. And when I depart, she shall go with me if she so chooses. Implying that if she stays behind, she will not live with the youth of the Eldar. Because let us all remember that Elrond is half Elvin. Yeah. I literally never he- remember that. <laughs> yes. Literally never. Well, yeah, and, right. His his brother chose to be half human and was the first of the Dunedain. Yeah. And uh oh, well, well, first, well, of, first of the Numenorians. Be, or, or, yeah, wasn't he? The Numenorians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the first and, king uh, of them, yeah. And and Elrond chose to be Elfie. Yes, because both their parents were both half and half. So they're half. You know what I'm saying. It wasn't I'm one elf you, and one of. human parent. And so genetics was... worked out that Elrond got three quarters. <laughs> yes. And uh, do uh, not make uh, me do whatever that square is called. Punnett square. Thank you. <laughs> We're gonna trace the recessive genes here. Yep. His brother only got uh, a quarter. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> anyway. I'm actually going to start drawing this Punnett square now. Thank you. Okay, well, you have fun with that. We're going to continue on paying attention to what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, though? Are you? Oh, oh, well, a little bit. And then Aragorn <laughs> is even more so. I see that I've turned my eyes to a treasure no less dear than the treasure of Thingol that Baron once desired. Such is my fate. Which, at first when he said that, I forgot that Baron, like, for, for a second I thought he meant the Silmaril. And me too! But then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, he's talking about Luthien again. Yeah, Which, again, I know, I was like... an inanimate object. Yeah, what? Yep. Baron never actually wanted the Silmaril, it was just... But yeah, it was very much like, oh, good, we've, we've gotten to that uh, level of objectification that we're, for a moment, literally not sure if we're talking about <laughs> the girl or the rock. <laughs> It's hard to tell. Yeah. Both are presumably beautiful, so uh, maybe interchangeable. <laughs> One is shiny and eternal, and the other's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> so then Aragorn's like, but oh, but wait, Arwen can still choose to stay if she wants. And Elrond is like, yeah, in a while, but also she's not going to choose that when, oh, I mean, unless you give her a reason to stay. And therefore bringing him this like bitter parting from his only daughter. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll get to this next week, but remembering also his wife, you know, like got <laughs> murdered. His, his uh, yeah, Elrond's, well, his, she got like injured and faded and then shipped away to the West. Mm. Oh, I, I um, genuinely thought she was dead. Like dead. No, dead. she, she, no, she took the ship. Oh, I misremembered that. Dead with quotes. I genuinely like thought she was dead dead. Sure. No, no, I'll believe you because you read more than we did. Um, Yeah. So I think like this is, you know, where Elrond's at. He's like, I'm, you know, going to get to go see my wife again. Right. But you're if... going to take my daughter from me then. But it also means that <laughs> Arwen would never get to see her mom again, too. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that right. that was a given, you know, because I thought the mom was dead, dead, not ship dead. <laughs> anyways so that really really sucks for Erwin yeah I mean it sucks for Erwin and sucks for Elrond who has this shitty child he raised you know take his daughter from him in every possible way and can you imagine him showing mm. up in Valinor and uh, his wife whose name I don't know being there and then him being like yes yeah, so we left one behind well, now I have to think about it. I know Elodin and Elrond here don't take the same ship as Elrond, so I don't know. Did any of them make it over? Or did they all stay? It's not mentioned what they do, but I mean, I think they still have the opportunity <laughs> at least. Maybe? I don't know. Anyways, maybe we'll find out. The idea would be that, I mean, theoretically, they would follow the same um, doom as Arwen. You know, yes, doom as Arwen, but we don't care because it's not dramatic. Hmm. Anyways, the end of this conversation is basically Elrond sighing and being like, well, this isn't a problem now, because again, you're a teenager. We'll talk about it in a couple years. And then Aragorn, who I guess didn't want to mope around Rivendell, which I think is really, if you're going to mope somewhere. Oh, like for sure. Rivendell, you know. Anyways, um, he doesn't want to mope around Rivendell for, you know, the next 20 years, which I guess makes sense. That's not the way to get Arwen to fall in love with him. He's like, I'm going, I'm going to go out, get some, me some Dunedain friends, and I'm going to be an adventurer. Maybe, maybe he's going to be a ranger, is actually what's happening there. 
and do do do. This is when he meets Gandalf, and they become buddies. And Gandalf is a very good influence on him, unlike Elrond. It's the first time anyone's <laughs> ever called Gandalf a good influence. <laughs> There's a lot about Gandalf. I feel that we are told, and then we are shown completely different things. So I find that to be interesting. But you know, this is when he spent some time with the Rohirrim. And he went to war with them, and he fought for the Lord of Gondor, which must have been very strange. And then at the same time, or just after that, I believe this is when he disappeared into the east and spent some time in the countries that end up or being used by Sauron. I got to know their culture a bit. So this is when Aragorn goes out and gets to know the world a bit. A.K.A. grows up and becomes sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I just was not expecting that. <laughs> and yet we should have. We should have, because it's Rachel. <laughs> I literally just finished like double checking the bit about Elrond's wife and was like, gotta pipe up. <laughs> All right. So when he's 49, he comes back. From deeply sexy. Deeply sexy, especially since I it says he returned from the perils on the dark confines of Mordor. So he was like literally in the enemy's camp, being courageous and also sexy. And then on his way back to Rivendell, Lady Galadriel is all like, yo, you look, you look torn up. Why don't you come into our nice magical woods? I'll give you this nice elf, this some nice elf clothes. We'll make you look pretty. We'll put some flowers in your hair, and now you're going to walk right there so that she sees you. <laughs> I wish Galadriel was my wingman. <laughs> She's probably the best one in the world. Um, so Aragorn didn't know, but Arwen, Arwen was also in Lorien at the same time. And she does see him, you know, 20 years later, growing up, no longer a teenager, seeing some shit. But only a little bit, because still not that old. Well, I mean, we never... Comparatively, no, this is true. No. But I guess old enough that she's like, all right, I can see this person as a prospective love interest. So then they walk together and they talk together and then they head for Karen Amrith and they hang out there for a bit and they look east and they look west and they're like, there's a dark shadow, there's some twilight, there's some blah, blah, blah. And then they're just like, well, we accept our dooms. And... I mean, and they use our our the, our favorite phrase that needs to come back. They plight their troth. That's what it says, but like they boned, <laughs> right? They plighted their troth. <laughs> Much plighting. I will cleave to you, Dunedain, and turn from the twilight. They boned. Cleave. Some forest sex for sure. Yeah. I mean that also falling in, uh, uh, following the footsteps of uh, Luthien and Baron. Also, I do actually really like that even. Throughout all their years together, she still calls him Estelle. I think that's cute that she does, because I assume no one else does after his mom dies and Elrond leaves. It is cute. And it's also nice that, like, you know, he fell in love at first, but he does go out and, like, see the world. Yeah. And then they come back and actually, like, sort of talk more. And Yeah, it's not quite terrible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then he's he's like pledged his love to Arwen, and so his mom is like, "Well, time's up, gonna die." <laughs> I mean, first they break the news to Elrond, who's like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna have to tell her mom." 
<laughs> I will say he's not very happy, but he definitely takes it better than Thinkle did, who, you know, locked his daughter in a tower and sent Baron off to get a Silmaril, thereby securing his own death. Fucking Thinkle. God, I hate him. <laughs> like, he could have just left well enough alone and not gotten involved. I've talked about this. It's fine. It's just so stupid. It's your own bloody fault, Thingle. Sorry. Hate that man. Elf. <laughs> Person. I've started just saying person because I'm terrible at the species thing. Elrond's cool with it, although I, I will say he's he's like you can't marry her though until um you're king because she deserves better than you, which everyone has agreed with so far that she is way better than him. And Aragorn's like, I do agree that she is better than me, so I guess I go defeat Sauron now. Do do do. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. So Arwen stays at Rivendell and starts making his king standard thingy that he very dramatically <laughs> reveals later in the dark. And Aragorn, like, well, I'm going to go round up the Dudadine and figure it out. Oh, but then, yes, he does go see his mom first. And she's like, well, time for me to go. Because it's not like if she, she could just waited a couple years and they would have had grandchildren. You know, I think she would have enjoyed that. Most people do enjoy good their grandchildren. But it's fine. That's yeah. the rumor. And again, right at this point, we just established Aragorn's, what, 49? Yep. Of his 210. Yeah. And at the time she, his mom married um, Arathorn, he was 60. So she's less than 60, which would put her at like a max of 110 years. So she could have lived for another 100 years. Yeah. So weird. She just goes. But she gets the dramatic line. Yeah. This is true. So there's She's actually, got a nose for drama. Yeah, I will say there's a lot in this chapter, especially this conversation between Aragorn and his mom that is repurposed in the movies. And I really like that they did that because it was a good way to keep part of the story there. And I would say that this story, more than the rest of the book, we see Aragorn as like a real person. So it's nice that they kept some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it kind of, I mean, this one specifically goes to Elrond and Aragorn, but they give, you know, they put in some of the bits between him and Arwen mm-hmm. in different places. Yeah. And like actually kind of made it be like, yeah, these are two people who actually spoke during this time as opposed to the book where they don't say words to each other. I remember the first, I don't remember if I talked about this previously, but I do remember being shocked the first time I read Return of the King when Arwen showed up at the end to marry Aragorn. <laughs> so I was just like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the good line that Aragorn's mom has here is, Onan Estelle, it... I'm going to take that one again. <laughs> fucking Elvish. <clears throat> this is how I pronounce things. <laughs> you just say fucking Elvish and move on. <laughs> Onan Estelle Edin Ushaben? Shabin? Estelle Anim. Um, meaning, nope. Oh, I gave hope to the Dunedain. I've, I've kept no hope for myself. And of course, Estelle was also his name. So it's kind of a, a play. It's a, it's a pun. Mm. That's such a great line. It's beautiful. It is a very good line. And I will say I like it more in the movie because in this one, it's kind of, uh, depressing how she's like, I gave you to the cause. Instead of, you know, keeping you as my son. 
or that's one way you could interpret it. But in the movie, because the line is said by both Elrond and Aragorn, and Elrond says, you know, I give hope to, well, in the movie, they subtitle it as man, men. And then Aragorn says, I keep none for myself. I like that a lot better because it's more like he's choosing it, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I really enjoy how they repurpose that line in the movie. Yeah, it's really good. I never thought of it that way. I am. Um, I've always really, like, from the first time I saw the movie, I've always really loved that line. So I've thought about it a lot. So, and then it just sort of sums up in a, in a paragraph that the battle is won. The ring is destroyed and Aragorn becomes king. We've covered that in our previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I'm sorry. It's, it was like my favorite line in this mm-hmm. is, you know, thus the years drawn to the war of the ring, of which more is told elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where. <laughs> Tolkien's commitment to his bit. Anyways, then they're married. So extra. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're married and then they die. Um, yeah, pretty much. They get married. They've got some kids. We know they have one son and they have some more than one daughter. Doesn't really say how many. I oh. And then when he's about 210 years old, I guess, because we know that's how long he lives. How many years is six score? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Uh, Aragorn is just like, well... It's time for me to die. And he has this great line where he says, and Eldarion, our son, is a man full ripe for kingship. I want to know when they had him. Like, is this is this kid like 120? <laughs> like, when do you decide your child is full ripe for kingship? Just like thinking about it mathematically, like the Dunedain are terrible for passing along rulership. Like if you don't die in battle... You're like, you might as well just skip every other generation. (laughs) (laughs) Like being the son of the recently become king is the worst because you're going to be old before you ever get it. I mean, it is possible that Eldarion would rather have a dad, you know, than than (laughs) Than him being dead. Yeah. Like, we don't know. We don't know who this... We're assuming that Arwen and Aragorn were good parents, so... It's true, because if they weren't, hopefully they also had nannies. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying, someone in the White City probably knew what to do. I feel like Faramir and Eowyn were great godparents. Yes, for sure. Faramir knows exactly what not to do, (laughs) if we're getting to that point. I just appreciate that Aragorn had to have one more magical girl moment. He, yes but before that i will say uh he he chooses to die before i know before he gets like senile i suppose is, is what's going on here he's like i'm still me and i want to be dead if only <laughs> he, that's how it works <laughs> which is a real wild ethical uh, question for us yep but we're not going to get into that because this is not a uh it's i will say it's interesting coming from so Catholic of an author. I was going to say, from a Catholic. Yeah. Definitely. Super not Catholic, but mm-hmm. definitely still an ethical question. Yeah. And he's, he does, he does you know, tell Arben, like, if you, after I die, if you choose to go to Valinor, I get it. You know, that's, that's a fair choice you could make. And she's just like, no, that's not going to work. There's no more ships. And also... I've accepted the doom of men, and that's what I'm going to do. Doom. Doom. Yeah, exactly. Although she does say, 
in the Silmarillion, I believe, it is talked about how the elves, I don't know about envy is the word, but are really interested in this idea that humans get to do something they don't get to do. Because even in death, the elves just go and hang out in the halls of Mandos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, when I said Mandos, I was immediately like, am I just thinking the Mandalorian? Because <laughs> nope. they call him Mando, and I was like, mm. yeah, yep. In the halls of the Mandos, you yeah. did indeed make that sound like a question. So, anyways, okay. Mandos. Right. Uh, no, I haven't said Mandos since I've watched. Yeah, Mando. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they get reborn, so they don't get to die the way humans do. But here, Arwen is like, I'm actually not interested. This is going to be. This is scary. I don't want this, but it's what I've done to myself. So here we are. Very true. I was going to say, you know, there are no more ships. Legolas built his own ship. I'm just saying. Like, she could go if she wanted to. But she'd like, so really. I think she means it more. Right. She's like, there's now no ship that would bear me. Hence, again, repurposed to the movie. But it's a little bit more metaphorical than literal, I think. Yeah. I made my choice. I got to live in this shitty bed. But she doesn't. She is once again choosing. I'm... I actually really like this bit, though, where because she is admitting that she's like, she's happy with her choice. But now that it's come down to it, she's like, oh, I don't know about this old death thing. It's it's realistic in a way that the rest of this hasn't been realistic. Yeah, yep. exactly. And how um, many characters, male or female, don't don't generally get to be in Tolkien's work. So then <sighs> Aragorn dies and he has his magical girl moment. I'm a little bit confused about how he dies. Like, does he bury himself? Do they just put him in a tomb and wait for him to... D- I don't... I'm pretty sure he just lays there and instantly petrifies. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, real, it's real weird. He just sort of decides he's dead now. So that's a thing. And but again, a great beauty was revealed in him. I know. <laughs> yep. Jesus. And then she still calls him Estelle, and that's really cute and sad. And then she goes back to the hill at uh, Karen Amrith, where they first boned, and buries herself there. Yep, 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 yep. Which is uh, very romantic. It was unclear to me whether she, like, buried herself there, air quotes, or whether she laid down, died, and the hill just, like, swallowed her immediately. It literally <laughs> sounded like she laid down on that hill and then covered herself with dirt. And I was, was like, like, grass crawled over her. Like, the hill came alive and just covered her in grass. They were like, you need a blanket. <laughs> Stay warm. And also, you know, decay so that your body will f- feed us. That's nature for you. That's better than the version where she dies on top of the surface and gets eaten by a bunch <laughs> of animals. I mean, no, she definitely gets covered with grass. It's just unclear whether the hill opens like a mouth or whether the grass sort of uproots itself and just, you know walks on its little roots <laughs> definitely one of those two options though but yeah it's and just just the sheer idea that you're right aragorn just like lays down to die on a stone slab in the hall of kings mm-hmm. and i don't know gets magically rock petrified there and then she just like goes you know hundreds of miles away to go die in their special place could have coordinated this better my dudes <laughs> it i mean i guess she wanted to be in um in Lothlorien, and he wanted to be with the kings. It is kind of sad that they're not together, I suppose, but maybe that that's just me being stupidly sentimental because the physical shit we leave behind doesn't mean anything. It is- yeah. 
I guess it is strange that she decided to go back to the hill they boned on the first time. Like, that seems... But it's also very, like, you didn't have any other good memories of, of places? Well, I, I think this is a, a good memory of him. Also, technically, kind of where they began. And a good memory of her time with the elves in Lothlorien. Mm-hmm. So That's it's fair. And I definitely than, think it was Better brought... than going to, like, die in your dad's house. <laughs> Nobody's in her dad's house, right? So... Yeah, yeah no one's there now, but... Yeah. That's so it's not like she'd be disturbing exactly the anyone. choice I would make. Not the choice I would make either. I mean, well, maybe if it was Rivendell, totally fair. Yeah, Lorian was closer and also equally empty. It's possible she just sort of started walking. Except for those animals. (laughs) I'm sure Rivendell's been taken over by animals too. Because they say that no people live there there now. So I'm sure it's been overtaken by orcs probably. That was a joke. (laughs) It landed real well. Yep, went great. (laughs) So that was a little five-page short story that we talked about for an hour. <laughs> I mean, we also, uh, there's going to be some large sections that got cut out. Because Mostly we're, we're laughing. So, Yep. Well, and also the things we had to be like, wait, why don't we just look this up? But <laughs> Yeah. So I think next time we're going to do the first couple parts of Appendix A. So that's... Um... The whole, the Dunedain line and uh, Gondor. All right. Sounds good. I'm glad you jumped in with that because I was just going to be like, mm, we're going to play that by ear. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. The Numenorean kings and Gondor and the heirs of Narion. I have a feeling it's going to be a riveting read. It's going to we'll be We'll bring some jokes. But yeah. there's at least stuff to talk about. And we're reading it so you don't have to. That's, that That's is the, the whole point of our podcast. So. Right. Like, some of this, it's fun if you read along, and some of it, if you're like, I've never managed to read the appendices, we'll help you out. I will say, after I finished the Aragorn and Arwen story today, I did just start reading The Hobbit Family Trees, because I was like, oh, how are you all related? <laughs> Nerd. And that, yeah. So, sometimes you become a little Tolkien, even though you've made a hobby of making fun of Tolkien. So, there's that. <laughs> Take us the rest of the way home. All right. So if you would like to support our show in a monetary manner, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. If you'd like to support our show in a non-monetary manner, you can do so by leaving us a rating review on your podcast listening platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at toreadtolkien and you can email us at wanttoreadtolkien.com at gmail.com i'm caitlin and i'm just going to throw in a friendly reminder here that i just started a new podcast called enter the fold about the shadow and bone netflix show that if you wanted to listen to you could which you should because the show starts next week nope this is going to come out after that damn because <laughs> we recorded another episode that i haven't edited yet fuck Yay. okay okay fine fine i've been rachel Time travel i've been emmy bye, bye. goodbye <laughs>